Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Here at Just Baseball, we have teamed up with BetMGM for the 2023 MLB season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use code JUSTBASEBALL, and you will get up to a $1,000 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Step number one, download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code JUSTBASEBALL. Step number two, deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. Step number three, you will receive receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your bet loses. Just make sure you use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL when you sign up. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada. Call 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL and get your $1,000 first bet offer today. Maroon Boys today, Jack and Peter on the Just Baseball Show for Wednesday, May 24th. It'll be Peter and Aram tomorrow, but uh, I need to get on A, because Aram is going to try and watch Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat closest thing out, which is so freaking cool. As like, it, we've talked about this, as somebody with minimal fandom left from my childhood, the Bulls, I think, are the ones that hold the most, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Butler is like a soft spot for me because he got his start in Chicago. So I'm really excited for that. But the the real thing I want to talk about is I woke up in a cold sweat last night thinking about Jordan Alvarez's two homers in that 12-2 win. And they were both moon tanks, Peter, which I know is your favorite term. So naturally, I want to talk about the hitters that strike the most fear in opposing pitchers and opposing fan bases. Cool? That sounds perfect to me. I can't wait because this is... The definition of terrifying, because there's best players in baseball. Ronald Acuna Jr., from a talent level, from an all-around game, is a better player than Jordan Alvarez. But Jordan Alvarez is a better hitter, a more terrifying hitter to face if you're an opposing pitcher. Same thing goes with like Fernando Tatis Jr., incredible all-around talent. Does he make the five best pure hitters? Is he a better or a more terrifying hitter than Juan Soto. That's why this is going to be such an interesting conversation. Yeah. And like we were talking, I was driving from Chicago to Indy and I was like, okay, this is, this is the thought that spurned in my mind because this is not a new concept to dialogue between you and I with Aram, with our audience, really like the audience is constantly heard us talk about guys being terrifying, being a frightening at bat. But I want to like attach a concrete definition to it or as close to a concrete definition as we can, because this is something that we've talked about often. And I almost want to go through rapid fire and throw you a bunch of names that I think are frightening. And I want you to almost validate or invalidate that. So before I give my definition, what do you think when you hear frightening hitter? When I hear frightening hitter, 
a hitter who hits the ball extremely hard consistently, but at the same time is not just a big whiffer. Like Miguel Sano is a good example of a guy who at one point in his career was like 35 to 40 home runs, but he's got a near 40% K rate. Like I'm looking at guys who not only hit the ball hard, but don't strike out that much. And then in turn, if you're not striking out that much, you're going to see more pitches. So it's just generally hard to perform against this certain hitter. Like Freddie Freeman is an example of a guy who I'm sure you might even bring up. Like he's not the 40 home run threat, but I'm much more afraid of him than a Joey Gallo, which is kind of an easy comparison, of course, but you're understanding what we're saying. It's like the guy that gets out the least while hitting the ball the hardest in the same breath. Yes. So the way that I almost view it, do you remember the Gatorade commercial? I think it was a Gatorade commercial that it, it was centered around the NBA, right? I'm not talking about who the best is. I'm talking about who the baddest is. And it was centered mm-hmm. around Kevin Durant. And like Durant, when he was in OKC, was the baddest player in the NBA. Bad like black coffee, bad like a hailstorm, things like that. Like my definition of most frightening hitter is the guy that your favorite team sees when you are watching this guy face your favorite team. When he comes up to the plate in a big moment, you're saying, God damn it. And while you say that, you can't take your eyes off the screen because you've got to watch what this guy does. So it's almost like watching a train wreck unfold in front of you when you know that he's going to beat the crap out of your team. It's not just beat you. Like, again, Acuna beats you. But, like, I'm talking guys that mutilate you like hanging slider from Robbie Ray in this ALDS and Jordan Alvarez sends it 680 feet down the right field line to walk it off. Like that's the kind of baddest, that's the kind of frightening that I'm talking about. And obviously this starts with Jordan Alvarez. Cause you know, we were talking like maybe rate these guys on a one to 10 scale. Jordan's a 10. Jordan, yes. I think should be the most feared hitter in baseball. I think he's the best hitter in baseball, but that's, a point for another conversation. And I'm not saying best player. I'm saying best hitter in the batter's box. I don't think there's anybody better in the game right now than Jordan Alvarez. But I think he's the most feared, inarguably, and he should be the 10. He should be the gold standard of this list because of what he did against Milwaukee on Tuesday night, right? It was just, you know, hey, you've got the Astros starting to go and Corey Jolks homered and Martin Maldonado homered. And then what happens when Jordan comes up? He bangs one 430 to right center, second deck. Like you're so cooked when when he does that. And as soon as the ball came off his bat, I think the entire ballpark at AmFam, at American Family Field, went, God damn it, that's what he does. Not only that, too, the pitches weren't that bad. Like right. that's and that's the main point about Jordan Alvarez. So we've spoken to a couple of major league pitchers, and the same name that comes up for a guy that you just can't. You can't scout against. Like, there's no scattering report against this certain player. That is Jordan Alvarez. There's a couple hitters that we're going to talk about that might be considered tens, but I think in Major League Baseball right now, the ten is Jordan. And if you're on the same level, you could be considered a ten. But he is that level that everyone is trying to go to. And another thing that I think is important when we're talking about feared hitters is guys who come up big in the clutch. Yeah. Like there's a clutch stat on Fangraphs that basically what it does is it compares your at bats with runners in scoring position in clutch situations to how you would normally perform. If yeah. you're a 300 hitter and you hit 300 in clutch situations, you're still a clutch player, but you're basically just doing what you normally do. There yeah. are guys in Major League Baseball right now that take it up a level, right? But you're also being compared to your own stats when looking at that clutch stat on Fangraphs. So that's why Jordan Alvarez, not only is he probably the best pure hitter in Major League Baseball, in clutch situations, he ranks number three in that stat. And that's comparing him to himself. So as the best pure hitter, he gets even better when runners are on second base or third base. That's why he is the 10 and everybody else that we're about to talk about Maybe they're a nine, maybe they're an eight, but it's going to be hard to find another 10. I don't know if I can. 
I think there's one other guy, and we'll get to him at, I want to say, the midway point of this, because I want to start in the American League here. But I think there is one other guy that falls under the 10 category for me, and that's it. I, I think the ceiling that you will get everywhere else is a nine. Last thing I want to say about like my definition is I think I side with power hitters being you know, like the definition of feared. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think a slap slap the ball around the ballpark guy is feared. Like Luis Arise, in the perfect situation, obviously you're saying, God damn it, if he's facing your team. Because like you need a base hit, he's going to get one more often than anybody else. Like same deal with Quan, same deal with Trey Turner. Like they are best at situational baseball. Trey, not so much this year. But um, the way I view it is like, not only are they going to get the hit when it matters, but it's going to be 111 off the bat and it's going to go 450 feet or like it's going to like threaten to take the head off of your corner infielders. So that, that's kind of how I view it. I think you're right for everybody else except the name that you said. I do think Luis Arise should be considered in the sphered category just okay. because, I mean, the dude's hitting 380. Like yeah. he has an 80 grade hit tool. That is fearful. If you have runners on second and third, like, yeah, it might not be a home run, but more often than not, he's scoring those two. And yeah. I think that's what pitchers are going to fear because what are you going to throw him? Like, he hasn't struck out twice in a game since August of 2022. He is the only hitter in Major League Baseball not to strike out twice in one game this year. It's unbelievable. Like, I think you have to get to a certain level of bat-to-ball to yeah. put yourself in the feared category. And Luis Arise is the only one I think we can put in there. But I think we have to put him in there. Like, if there's runners on second and third and Luis Arise comes up with one out, are you not afraid? No, like, like he's, I am. he's scoring a run. Like, a run is scoring. During run that is scoring. Run. Like, he's either going to hit the sack fly, he's going to do whatever he can do to get that runner in. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of hitters who I'm like, runners on second and third. Like, Luis Arise is still one of those guys who I'm like, shit, he's yeah. up. Like, if I have a bet. And I need them to hold the lead. And Luis Arise comes up. I'm like, like shit, that's screwed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not the power. But it's not – power's not everything. But it definitely should be factored in here more. But for Luis Arise, I'm putting him in there. For sure. All right. So we're going to run through every team rapid fire. And it's going to be quick, scale, 1 to 10. Like, how frightening are these guys? And, like, maybe a quick reason why. But we're going to fly through – I don't know, 30 plus names, like maybe 40 names. Um, Just baseball show presented by BetMGM. Give us the BetMGM plug before we get into this. Yeah. If you are a larger better, I would recommend using code Just Baseball because then you get a risk free $1,000 bet. If you're a smaller better, wager $10 on any MLB game and you'll receive $100 in bonus bets. Absolute no brainer because every Wednesday and Saturday, BetMGM loads up your account if you use our code. So if you're considering betting on MLB at all, might as well just put $10 on any MLB game and then just have the bonus bets in the future for what you want to do and use that free money to your advantage. And if you have a gambling problem, of course, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But we are sponsored by the king of sportsbooks in BetMGM. It's where I play all my lines, all the futures, all that good stuff. They have everything you need and more on BetMGM. So that link is in the episode description. I love it. All right, let's jump in. Most frightening hitters in baseball. I'm going to run through these rosters. You let me know if I'm leaving anybody off, but you know, I'm going to limit it to like two or three guys per team. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's going to be one. Sometimes there's going to be zero. <clears throat> Oakland. Ah, you know what? Brent Rooker. We'll get to Oakland. Uh, AL East, Tampa Bay. The three names that jump to mind here are Wander Franco, Yandy Diaz, Randy Orozarena. I put Randy at an eight or a nine, like, because he's a gamer. Franco, I'm thinking like six, seven, and Yandi, I'm thinking five or six. Because Yandi Diaz has been great. Like he's been getting on base, he's been ripping the ball. But you know, like Yandi Diaz doesn't have that aura that Wander Franco has. I think Franco shines in the big moment. Randy, we know, shines the brightest in the biggest moments, and and that's I think where I go. If you've got a high stress situation, Randy's gonna kill you. I agree, but I think you're doing a disservice to Yandy Diaz. I put him in the five six category. I'm almost putting him near Randy. Uh, if Randy's a nine, I'd probably put him at an eight. I still think that Yandy Diaz is a better hitter than Randy Rosarina. But when the time gets tough and you need a run in, like Randy is still going to be that guy. But Yandy Diaz has the best WRC plus in all of baseball. He was a guy who consistently hit the ball on the ground, hit the ball really hard last year. 
but the Rays unlocked his launch angle. And now he's still hitting the ball hard, but he's hitting the ball in the air, which is leading to extra base hits, home runs. He is one of the best overall hitters in Major League Baseball. But, and this is why I put him really high in the fear category. Doesn't strike out, walks a lot, and hits the ball hard. It's everything that you'd want, but it's that dog in him. It's that clutch factor that Randy just gets the slight edge. But of those three, I think Yanni is the best hitter. Yeah, Wander is the best overall player, but Randy's the most feared. Got you. Um, Baltimore, the the one name that jumps to mind here is Adley Rutschman. And and I think Mm -hmm. it's a six or a seven for me. Like these are good hitters. I'm not terrified at any of these guys. Honestly, Ryan Mountcastle is one of those that I think about too, but it's Adley. And then I think everybody else is under a five. I'm pretty terrified of Adley just because of how good his at-bats are. Like even his outs are great at-bats. Like right. you, I remember there was a story about Miguel Cabrera who I think uh, – I don't remember the story exactly, and that's my fault, but he was he was in the midst of his triple crown year, and he was very, very upset. I think he swung first pitch and hit a foul ball out, and he was visibly upset. And you almost never see it, and the reporters asked him after the game, they were like, what? why'd you get so upset? He was like, that was the first at-bat I gave up. And it was like in August. Like, that's how locked in he was. Adley is not at that level, triple crown, Miggy kind of level. But it's in the same breath of, I don't think he's ever giving up at, at-bats. So yeah. even his outs, he walks plenty, doesn't strike out much, and still has that power. I'm putting him near a seven. I think he's such a well-rounded hitter. So what I'm getting from this is you're more Randy Jackson and I'm more Simon Cowell, where I'm just gonna I'm gonna skew closer. No, it's to good five. because I'm maybe great. I'm being too optimistic. Like we're gonna get through these rankings. Am I giving everybody an eight or a nine? But right. like the guys you named, like how can I not? Right. Um, the Yankees. It it's judge judge is the answer, and I think I'm gonna go back on my claim. I think there are two other guys aside from Jordan Alvarez that are tens. I think Aaron Judge is a ten. I think Aaron Judge is a 10. And then I think Anthony Rizzo is near that 7-8 category. He's yeah. hitting over 300. He's walking a ton. He's not striking out much, and the power has been there. Like, of teammates since the beginning of 2022, Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo combined have the highest OPS plus of any duo in Major League Baseball. Damn. That's how good Judge has been because, right, he leads baseball right. in OPS, yeah. and he hit 62 home runs last year. But Rizzo has been phenomenal since joining the Yankees. The banning of the shift has certainly helped. I think Anthony Rizzo should be in this conversation, not a 10, of course, but closer to that 7-8 because yeah. of how well-rounded a hitter he is. Yeah, I like Rizzo as a 7. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, like a healthy Stanton, the progression from, or the regression, I guess, from a 10 to a 6 or a 7 now, like this guy, some of his at-bats are non-competitive. Non-competitive. Playoff Stanton's like a 9, though. Yeah. which is crazy because he turns it up then. So it's like, that's why he'll get a bump. But in the regular season, I agree. There's too many games where I feel like he's mentally checked out, or at least that's what the body language looks like at the plate. Right. Yeah, I could be totally wrong. He could be like, what the fuck are you talking about, Peter? I'm locked in every right. at-bat. Maybe that's just how it comes off, but that's how it comes off. So. No, and I mean, there are some at-bats where it's slider low and away, slider low and away, slider low and away, and, and like out. three terrible swings. Yeah. So well, I... Yeah, I give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's like a checked out thing. I think it's just a lack of approach thing. And he's just turned into a three true outcome guy when, yeah. you know, you, you take a look at his best years in Miami. Like the guy wasn't punching out all the time. No, nah. this is this is relatively new. And when I say relatively new, I mean all with the Yankees. Right. Um, <laughs> the Boston Red Sox only person that jumps to mind is Rafi Devers. I think Devers is an eight. Um, I'm not ready to put him in the elite of the elite, but I think that he is a pretty fair feared hitter. I don't know. I feel like I want to put him in the elite of the elite category. I feel like he's just pissing on baseballs now for what half a decade. And he hits the ball so hard. He doesn't strike out that much. He he's, he's pretty aggressive. So he's not a guy with a super high walk rate, but he's going to be one of the more feared hitters in major league baseball. Like when you go and you're pitching in Fenway, he is the guy you game plan around and he's so hard to game plan. I think he's, towards the nine range. I think he's one of the most feared hitters in baseball. Yeah. Okay. I I can get behind that. Like my thing about Devers is I almost think that his fear is shot down because all of your eggs can be in the Devers basket. When you face this Red Sox lineup, obviously Yoshida is good. 
You're right. Like, you, can, you can pitch around him because, but the thing is that the rest of the lineup has been so good. And it's like, yes, so far this year, a lot of the yeah. eggs are in that basket. I agree with you, but as a guy, you know, I'm a fan of the Yankees been watching the ALEs my whole life. Like Devers is as I fear Devers as much as any hitter in, in the AL East. I really do more than Adley as much as Randy more than Yandy, more than Wander. I think there's few better lefties than Devers. Yeah. I I'm willing to throw Devers in the eight and a half, nine range. Um, I'm just not ready to put him in the nine and a half, ten. Cause like I, I, think, I think that that's is fair. a very revered area. Agree. I do think that Vladdy is a nine. I think that Vladdy might be close to a nine and a half. I don't think he's in the top three. Uh, but Vladdy is totally up there. By the way, Blue Jays have dropped five in a row. Yeah. They've been kind of ass. They're just coming out slow. Like even Vladdy. Like Vladdy at home this year has been a disaster in the Rogerson. A disaster. He's still Vladdy, though, and he's still going to be totally fine. Still love Vladdy, but I put Vladdy in kind of the same category as Devers, and that may be a shock to some people, but in terms of who I fear when I'm watching the Blue Jays or I'm watching the Red Sox and they're facing my Yankees, like I have the same level of fear with Devers and and Vladdy. I would put both at a nine, while Vladdy... Vladdy's probably a better pure hitter, maybe, but I think the argument is there. But I would also put Bo Bichette in this category. I think he's got a special bat. He's got yeah. special bat to ball skills, and he still has the power too. So I think Bo is in that a similar category to a Yandi, where it's like these are just incredible pure hitters. Like yeah, in the so eight range. I actually view Bo as a bit more dangerous than Diaz, I think, because like Yandy Diaz, one of his calling cards is he has elite plate discipline, right? And he's a 400 OBP guy. With Bichette, like it's, I'm going to swing the shit out of this bat. I'm going to hit the shit out of the ball. And if I get on second base, I'm probably going to steal third. <laughs> like that. that's my, I, I think that's the aura that Bo Bichette exudes. So I view him as a little bit more frightening there. I would put Bichette at like the seven and a half, eight area. Um, but I do think that Vladdy is a little bit more frightening. I don't see the fright factor in Matt Chapman. I don't either. I think he's off to a very, very hot start and he fits the mold of what we're talking about here. But historically, he strikes out a ton. And like Springer's another guy who I want to put in this category. Maybe a couple of years ago he was, but I don't yeah. think like when we're naming like one or two guys per team, like it's Vladdy and Bo, and then there's a there's a decent gap. It's not sizable, it's not huge, but there's a gap there. And right. Vladdy and Bo, and then Springer and Chapman are, you know, they're feared, but not as much as those two. I think it points like there are weeks where George Springer in 2023 can be super feared. There are just, weeks where, yeah. you know, start of the season, like I'm not pitching to Matt Chapman. Um, I, I think that Dalton Varsho has the talent to be feared at certain points, but he's not so far this not year. There yet. Hasn't no. been good this year. No. Um, so, yeah, that's how I feel. I think it's Vladdy and Bo and then a clear separation between the rest and, and a loaded Blue Jays offense. Uh, Minnesota, to be honest, right now, I don't think there's anybody in there. I don't think there's anybody either. Like at points, Buxton's going to be feared. At points, Correa's going to be feared. Points, Gallo. At points, Gallo. At points, Gallo. Agreed. At like a couple points here, Kirloff has been just unreal. Yeah, but, but like nobody there's nobody I there's nobody I put in those categories. No, no. no. Uh, Detroit, there's nobody. Matt Veerling. Yes. <laughs> Once. <Shut up. laughs> he was okay for a little bit there. <laughs> Cleveland J Ram for me is hmm, that's hard. That's really hard. I still fear the fuck out of him. I don't care if he's off to a bad start and he's not even off to a bad start. It's just by his standards. By his standards. It's yeah. He's just, I, he's the only thing. It's so hard to get him out. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to get him out. Like you can get him out, but it's really, really hard. And when big situations, he comes up like, there are points with runners in scoring position where Josh Naylor is feared, but yeah, he doesn't fit this. But like he's a guy who it's like, don't forget about him. But J Ram's the answer here, and he'd probably be in the eight range. I think J Ram's probably in the eight range. I think seven and a half, eight. I think he falls into the Yandy Diaz bucket right now. Yeah. I think you know when he's like at the peak. Obviously, this guy's in nine, but I'd say he's in the eight range. 
The White Sox, I can't say Tim Anderson because Tim Anderson is a spray the ball all over the field guy, and he yeah. is not a grind out net bat guy. He, he's um, not Luis Arias. He's right, just not. exactly. Like, but he could be in that category, but he's been objectively really bad this season. Yeah. No, I sub 600 OPS. Um, Eloy Jimenez can't be on here because this guy is always on crutches and you can't do that. Great pure hitter when he's healthy. It's just like he's not For sure. in this. Yeah. I'm putting Luis Robert here. And, and I'm honestly going to say Luis Robert's like a seven and a half because there are times where this guy looks fucking menacing in the batter's box. You hang a slider, that thing is going 480 feet and it's getting out at 116 miles an hour. Like there are moments where he mutilates baseballs. He's just a little bit too inconsistent for me. Cause right now, like, you know, we're talking about Luis Robert when he's had maybe the best May of any hitter in Major League Baseball. But we can't forget the April that he had where he's just swinging at sliders low and away and he's got no chance. Yeah. Like he's going to have these months because he is supremely talented. It's not even mentioning him in the field. Like I sometimes think that's the best aspect of his game. I think he's a wizard in center field. Yeah. I don't know if I put him in these, in the tiers with these guys. I think he, when he's right, he's like a nine, but when he's off, He's like a He's two. A two. Yeah. Like yeah. the guys that we're talking about when they're off, they're like a six. Right. Right. Like I, I think he's just too inconsistent to be considered with these guys, but I get it. And White Sox fans probably listen to this be like, have you seen him in May? I've seen him in May. I promise you he has yeah. maybe been the best hitter in all of baseball in May. But like, I'll ask you, how did you do in April? And like, is he going to keep this up all year? Will he have a bad June? Probably. And then I'll have a great July and then a bad August. Then a great, like, it's just, it's too up and down for me. Yeah, and I don't think White Sox fans would push back that much, to be honest. I, I think they would say, you know what, like you're right. There are serious flaws here, and we've seen the non-competitive at bats. It's it's Stanton-esque, right? Like it's sometimes exactly. he looks totally outmatched. Um, yeah. but when he's cooking, man, there is nobody like him. Yeah, seriously. Uh, uh, the only one else you can consider and would probably be the answer is Jake Berger. <laughs> right now, right, right now, now Jake no, Berger. No, no. But he's Berger's been so on a good. on a bender, man. And it's so cool to uh see this from Berger if you don't know his story um he ruptured his Achilles he was a first round pick I want to say 11th overall 10th or 11th overall wow, by the White Sox I didn't know that yeah Berger out of Missouri State this dude was a college masher and he I remember a- him being like a really good college hitter I didn't realize he was taken that early in the first wow oh, yeah I think he was 11th overall pick by the White Sox I want to say 2017 and he was like almost on the Vaughn track before Vaughn was. It was fast track him to the bigs. This guy is one of the best college hitters in the country. He's, he's so veteran and so ready. So he starts that ascension. He ruptures his Achilles. He's working his way back. Freak accident, re-ruptures that Achilles. Mm. And like, it was just an arduous, arduous path. But for this guy to be OPSing, what, a thousand? I think he was well over a thousand last time I checked. Uh, is really cool from Berger. He's top five in WRC plus. Yeah. No, he's kicking Crazy. ass, dude. It's so yeah. much fun to watch. So good. Kansas City, there's nobody. I wish Bobby Witt could be anywhere in the five range. I wish Vinny Pascantino could be anywhere in the five range. There's nothing going on. Vinny's in the five range. Vinny. Vinny's in the five range. Vinny's in the five range because the play discipline doesn't strike out that much, walks so much and hits the ball. It's just he's in a lineup where there's rarely people on base. Like the Royals, you know, I don't want to bash on them. But at the same time, they're closer to the A's than they are like to the Tigers, right? The Royals, as we sit here today, have 14 wins. The A's have 10. Tigers have 19. They're closer to the A's than they are to the Tigers. Like that's just the bottom line. Yep. Vinny, I do. I am pretty afraid of like when he comes up, I'm like, shit, that's a fucking, that's a dude right there. Yeah. Who Salvi in times Salvi's having a great season too, but I don't fear him. Like I do Vinny. I used to, I guess that was two years ago, right? 2021. Yeah. Like he was a feared guy, but I don't got know. An 860 OPS though, this season with 11 bombs. Like he's really hitting well. Yeah. My thing is like, as Kansas city drifts into obscurity, I just haven't seen enough of them in big moments. It's a vibe. Like, I, I agree with you. I don't get the same vibe from Salvi, even though he's having a better season than Vinny. I just, I get those vibes from Vinny. Like, yeah. I'm sure Royals fans would agree with that, too. Like, Vinny's a scary motherfucker. That's he's what good. we're talking about here. Like, we we bring so many numbers to the table every given day, and here we are just going straight Five off vibes. And it's like, who yeah. makes you want to shit yourself? 
And I think the answer right now is more Vinny than Salvi. Agreed. Who makes you want to shit yourself in this Texas Rangers lineup? Because there are like five guys that I can go to. Um, the the names that jump to me, obviously Seager when he's healthy, but I'm not going to put Seager in this conversation right now just because we haven't seen it much this year. Marcus Semien. Uh, we've seen, yeah, I mean, he's we've seen the last he's 10. He's falling out right yeah. now. Um, but Marcus Semien all year long has made me want to shit my pants. Uh, Adolis Garcia has made me shiver. And Nathaniel Lowe is one of those guys too, like, Big man, big swing. There's something about him that I'm like, dude, I don't want to pitch this MF at all. I'm going to go off. I'm almost willing to say I don't fear anyone on the Rangers. Weirdly enough, I know, because they are a top five offense in Major League Baseball. I think they're a top five offense in Major League Baseball because from one to nine, there's no breaks and everybody is above average. I am fearful of Corey Seager. I absolutely am. I think he is an incredible pure hitter. So I would put him in that category. I think Semyon is great, but I don't fear him. I think Nathaniel Lowe is great. I don't fear him. Adolis Garcia, I think he's great. I don't fear him. I'm just going to keep repeating it because it's the same throughout the lineup. I put Corey Seager in. I will. But... The Rangers are so good because there's no breaks, not because they have a Jordan. They don't have a Devers. They don't have a Vladdy. Like right. Seager is near there. But if we're really talking about the best fucking hitters, they're all above average. Only Seager fears me. Or I, I fear Seager, not Seager fears me. Yeah, I, he might fear Maybe you. he does. Maybe I'm not does. sure. We should talk Actually, to him. now I think he might. I think he, there's an off chance. He probably does. I, I, think I think he thinks about you when he sleeps. Who doesn't? <laughs> I know I do. Um, Adolis Garcia, I think, is one of those guys. The more that it just kind of sits in my brain, this guy's got 14 homers, leads the American League. He leads the AL in RBIs, right? 49 RBIs in 46 games. The thing that jumps out to me with Garcia, 53% hard hit rate so far, average EV over 93 miles an hour. This guy is built like a fire hydrant, and, dude, when he barrels up a baseball, I mean, that thing is a screamer into the corner outfields. Like, I, I, there's just something about Idolis Garcia that I look at and I'm like, you hit the crap out of the ball, and he's doing it so often this season. He's been fearful to start the 2023 season. Yes, but there's Cut no press. The there's no press. Well, there is. Like, he's been a good hitter now for three years. Well, been 101 last but year. But, like... In 2021, struck out 31% of the time, walked 5%. 2022, struck out 28% of the time, walked 6%. Now this year, K rate's down to 24%, walk rate's up to 9%. He's always going to hit the ball hard, so that's why I think he's worthy of a conversation. But I would need to see him do this over a full season and even then do it again for him to be put in the feared category. In 2023, absolutely fits the bill. If we're looking at like overall, yeah. which I think we are for these guys, he doesn't fit the bill here. Yeah. For me, as of right now, like if I'm a pitcher game planning for the Texas Rangers on Tuesday, the 23rd or Wednesday, the 24th, Garcia is, is feared. Garcia for me right now is an eight and a half, but there's, yeah. there's no precedent here. And uh, Semyon, like he's Semyon's an eight up there because he's just been eight. so damn consistent, but like, it's like we're talking about like judge. We're talking about the, the baddest MFs on the planet. Yeah. Like, and maybe, you know, they'll be like, well, what about Rizzo? It's like, check Rizzo's stats. He's just been doing this. So that's yeah. where I stand. Um, Houston, again, Jordan is a 10 and the gold standard. Yes. There's nobody more feared in baseball than Jordan Alvarez. I don't fear anybody else, to be totally honest. Kyle Tucker is really freaking good. He does not strike fear in me when he's at the plate. And again, his numbers are awesome. Like all the time, the numbers are good. But there's something about, and I may be unfairly comparing Kyle Tucker to Jordan Alvarez here, but Jordan is 10 times as scary a hitter as no, Kyle I, Tucker is. I agree with you. Kyle Tucker is a phenomenal overall player, one of the better overall outfielders in all of Major League Baseball. I think if you just made a list of top 10 outfielders, he's like seven or something, but he ain't feared like Jordan Alvarez. You know who's feared? Altuve. He yeah. is feared. I am scared of that five foot five motherfucker. He 
he strikes fear like few. I swear, he is just such a piece of shit at the plate in the best way possible. Yeah. In the best, most respectful way possible. He is a dog. I totally put Altuve. I would put Altuve like eight and a half, nine. I think he is up there with anybody. I, okay, yes. I guess I forgot about Altuve because Altuve is probably like a nine for me too. I think Altuve falls into the Devers mold. Agreed. I think he is. He's up there. Um, Where do you lie on Bregman? Is he in the six range? I think he could be in the six to seven range. I think Kyle Agreed. Tucker's in the six range. Yeah. Like, let's not say he's a We're two. just talking about eight to ten. Yeah. Like, when you hear us talk about guys, we're just bringing them up. But you didn't hear an eight to ten, then we don't truly think they are feared. No. And like even eight and a half to not eight and a half and up. Like we put some guys at eight, but like they don't strike fear in you. Like Altuve strikes fear. Bregman's a very good hitter. Really like him as a player. Yeah. Doesn't strike fear. Right. And and tweet at us, drop an Instagram comment, anything. If we're missing somebody or if you think that we are unfairly rating a guy. Like you think. Let us know. Yeah. A hundred percent. Let us know because this is just. This is off the dome gut feel like what aura do these guys have? And if you disagree, let us know if you disagree. But at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to hear a guy who's off to a good May. And like, like I'm not afraid of Jonah Heim. Sorry. I'm not afraid of him. Like he's having a great start. But if you love baseball, you know, you got a feeling of who's feared. So I don't want to hear any bullshit answers. All right. But I will read them and we will respect them. Some of them. You you got to feel it in your loins, people. Right. So Trout and Otani in LA are both nine and a halves for me. Nine. Yeah. Enough said. If I were to lean like on one of them, here's a take here. I lean Otani. (laughs) I lean Trout. So there, there's something about the build from the left yes. side. No, I agree. In like, I don't know, man. There, there's just something about Shohei's presence at the plate where I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna hit this ball 200 miles an hour. Thing is, I think Trout is near a 10. I think he's like a 9.8 for sure. They're both nine and a half. I think. Yeah, they're both. However, you want to rank them. When Mike Trout steps to the plate, like I know, I kind of didn't bash him a couple of. Uh, maybe what last? No, week. you you pointed out that he was in a slump. I pointed out that he was in a slump, and then I was like, "These blue zones pitchers are attacking it. Like there could be issues there." And then I think the day after he hit a home run, which is of course what was going to happen, Mike Trout is still feared. Absolutely, yes. like he is. He's going to go down as a top ten player of all time. Absolutely feared. I would fear him a little bit more than Otani. When I watch an Angels game and Mike Trout comes up, even when he's in a slump, it's like shit. Otani, great, feared in this category, but he ain't trout. Problem is, nobody's on base for him because Mickey Moniak's driving them all in right now. Facts, yeah. Mickey Moniak just leads off of the home run, so Trout's coming up with, like, no runners on. Yeah, darn it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Seattle here. Julio is such a loaded conversation. Because, like, I, I want to say j Like, I don't fear him. Right now, I don't. Nope. I don't. And, and you think about what he did last year. What, he was 21 homers last year? I didn't fear him last year. Great he's overall great. player. Yeah. He's just great. And he will be feared moving down the line. But look but at really, last season. Like, look at this his, season. Is his like, game conducive to fear? It's conducive to greatness. Like when, when exactly. Julio's firing on all cylinders, he is playing such a center joy field. To watch. Yeah. Yes. Fast. I mean, I I have more fear when Wander's at the plate than Julio. I think so too. Yeah. So Julio's up there, seven, maybe eight, but not yeah. eight and a half, nine, ten. He's not in that range. Is there anybody else? Like, I would have said that Toronto Teoscar Hernandez, there was a little bit of that, but it, yeah. that's gone for me. I don't. And he could turn it back up. And like, sure. Teoscar Hernandez, if you look at his career, like, he could be considered in this. But no, I don't fear Ty France. I don't feel, I mean, Kelnick's getting there, but we're not putting him in that. Kelnick's kind of getting there. Cal Raleigh in certain moments kind of gets there at points for me, but like, no, like, we can't call Cal Raleigh, yeah, you know, the no, same he, light as, as these guys. Nah, he ain't um, Oakland next. Nobody. I mean, Brent Rooker is having oh, a great same. season and Ryan Noda is having a great season. Shout out them, but no, they're yeah. not feared. Yeah. Ryan Noda it is 140 WRC plus. This guy is a good Stug. hitter. Everybody Rule five rule five pick. 
Good and for him. Listen, listen, if you've been listening to the call-up since 2021, you know that Ryan Noda was not slept on by a couple of people. Okay? Okay, haters? Um, NL East. Atlanta's got two guys that do the trick for me. I think Matt Olson's a nine and a half. I think this guy, this guy freaks the shit out of me in the best way. No, I I, I love that for you. And I, you know, I'm not going to debate you on that, <laughs> but like, you. I love that for you. He's not, he's okay. in the eight, eight and a half range for me. Okay. I think he's, but he does strike out a lot. He, he does. strikes out a good amount. Now judge does too, but judge is a better pure hitter than Matt Olson. Matt Olson is in this conversation, but he doesn't strike a knife in my heart. Like maybe so, he does for you. He right? does. We just have me. different, different feeling when we watch games. That just, that load, like this, like good good YouTube thing here. This load here, when he's out here and he slowly comes back and then he just fires. I'm like, dude, you're gonna hit this ball a billion miles an hour, and it's gonna like, it's gonna break a dude's face at first base. He's gonna roll a ground ball over and it's gonna mutilate the first baseman. Yeah, it's um, like the Willie Stargell, Willie McCovey type vibes. It's just early lefty baseballs. Whacking baseballs. Agreed. He's in the conversation, but he ain't in the tippity top tier with these other guys. So uh, I will lower mine to Matt Olson being a nine, not a nine and a half. So he's not like gold, gold standard, but I'd say he's in the silver tier. Um, Austin Riley, when he's on, is a nine. Right now, he's not. Yes. But I will say this guy is terrifying when he's on. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Rough start to the season, but he's proved over back-to-back seasons that he is that dude and he's still hitting the ball hard. It's just not finding a hole right now. He'll figure it out. He'll be totally fine. I put him in a similar tier to Matt Olson. I think they're in the eight, eight and a half range, not quite tippity top, but they're, they're there. And we talked about a pre-recording too, like is Acuna feared? I do think at this point, like he has to be, he's this great all around player. He might be the best all around player in major league baseball. He's feared. I mean, he hits the ball like a freaking rocket. And like, if you walk him, he's on second and he's walking a decent amount. He's not striking out at all. Acuna is taking that jump to be, I think, one of the more feared hitters in Major League Baseball. I I personally fear Ron Acuna Jr. more than I fear Olsen and Riley. Okay, so I think at the beginning of the year, I would have marked a clear separation between Olsen and Riley and Acuna in terms of the fear factor. But now I think that they're on the same plane. So yeah. I'm with you. It's undeniable what's happened so far this year. And I would be lying if I said that this guy wasn't, you know, striking terror in me if my favorite team was playing Ronald Acuna and he was up in a big moment. So, yeah, I think Acuna is a nine. I just think the injuries have hurt because, right, like last sure. season recovering from an ACL, this season that drops the narrative wiped out. And then before that, he was 40-40, yeah. at least that type of player. It's just we haven't seen it doing a lot. Now he's become like this is what he is. He is a 50 to 60 steel guy who can hit 35 home runs like that. And while not striking out, while not striking out, like he's not striking out 28% of the time, he's striking out like 15% of the time. He has to be in the category. Correct. Pete Alonso is a firm nine and a half for me. Absolutely. He's not in my top three. He's but close. he is, I think he's on my Mount Rushmore. Like if I were to extend it to a Mount Rushmore, um, I would say Pete Alonzo is the fourth with Judge, Jordan, and another guy we have yet to hit. Um, but yeah, Alonzo is terrifying to me. I Nobody fear, else is. I fear Pete Alonzo more than I do Vladdy. Same. Yeah. I I'm terrified of that dude. I mean, he is just such a good hitter and that it goes underrated because of how good the power is, which of course influences this conversation, but he doesn't strike out much and he takes his walks. And like when there's a runner on, he's driving him home. Right. Like maybe this, I mean, this season he's even been great. He's been kind of undershadowed by an overall bad Mets lineup. I think Lindor should be mentioned here because Lindor in terms of clutch rankings He's like within the top 10, kind of similar to J-Ram. Like I put them in a similar bucket. Even though I think J-Ram's slightly better offensively, I put them in a similar bucket where it's like, if there's runners on, like there's few hitters who I want more at the plate, but Lindor's overall body of work doesn't put him in that same category. But I still think when nuts are on table, Lindor's going to deliver more times than not. 
Yes, I'm with you, but I think that that's like a magical aspect of Lindor. I think you're right. I don't think it's a terror aspect. And with Alonso, it's like big burly man hits ball very far. I Um, totally agree. I think it's a magical aspect, not a fear factor. I agree. Pete Alonso, yeah, like just derailing us for a moment. Pete Alonso is one of, and I understand like, hey, in New York, it's really hard to be underrated. And I know that Alonso is getting his flowers. Pete Alonso is one of the most underrated hitters in baseball. I agree. This guy over 162 games. He's played now five seasons. Um, he debuted in 2019 as a 24-year-old. Across his five years so far, his 162-game average, hitting 260 with 46 homers, 118 driven in, and he's striking out 22% of the time while walking 10% of the time. That's as perfect a stat line as you can have from a cleanup man. Aaron Judge set the rookie record for home runs with 52. Pete Alonso, the next season as a rookie, hit 53. Like Aaron Judge at 62, he's the best power hitter in baseball. Pete Alonso is number two. And then we can talk about everybody else. Yes. Um, all right. Moving to Miami. Arise is the conversation. Um, <laughs> Solaire and magical moments <laughs> is the conversation. No, and that's why Solaire should be worth talking about. Of those of that clutch stat on Fangraphs, Jorge Solaire is number one. So, yeah. The problem like, is Jorge Solaire in other spots, not someone who I myth. fear. But like in big spots, we saw it in the playoffs, right? That epic home run when he was on the Braves against the Astros. Yeah. He can be like in big spots. He and Stanton are very similar. Yeah. In big spots, playoff Solaire, playoff Stanton, they're in the nine range over the course of the regular season. Seven. They don't crack this. Yeah. But in big spots, Solaire's up there. I just think arise because I don't know how you game plan for him. Like you just hope he lines out. Yeah, Like, I remember um, I was just watching the Marlins play. Who were they playing? A couple of series ago, before the Rockies. Do you remember who they were playing? Um, no. But it, the the booth, they were like, because it was, I think it was an interleague game, and it was like their first time watching a rise in a while. And they were like, shit, like, you just got to hope this guy lines out to somebody. And they were... You could tell like it was a boot that hasn't seen much of him and watched him over a full series and was like, holy shit, this guy is so incredible. Was it Cincinnati? Might have been Cincinnati. It was either but it Cincinnati felt like it was Arizona. an interleague. It, yeah, might have been Arizona. It was it was a it was a team that obviously hadn't seen a rise much. Got you. Okay. Which makes yeah, sense because I mean, he was on the watch. twins, so it could have been the Reds or the Diamondbacks. Right. Yeah. I bet it was Reds or Diamondbacks. Um Okay, Arise and Solaire. Arise, I'll put at like a seven and a half for me. So like feared, but not in that upper echelon. So put him like eight and a half. I think he's I think he's really up there. Yeah. So I agree to disagree on Arise, I guess. And then Solaire, yeah, it probably six and a half, seven, just yeah. because like the lows cancel out of the highs. I think I think, yeah. Playoff nine, regular season three. Yeah. Um, Philly. The guy that completes my top three is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is a clear cut 10. Like he is. I agree. 10. Yes. It's Harper, Alvarez, Judge. Those are my three. Uh, We'll talk about another guy who I fear at the same level as them. Okay. Um, Harper's a clear cut 10. For me, Kyle Schwarber is an eight and a half. Tough one. Yeah, he still strikes that fear in me. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't something care. Something about that swing. Something, something about, about that contact. It. I agree. When it yeah. looks like a golf ball in a long drive contest. And maybe we're going off the beaten path of our definition, but like, fuck it. He's I don't there. think we are. That's the thing. He strikes I out so much. He strikes out a lot. I, I and he's hitting it. 170. But I, I know you vividly remember this moment in the World Baseball Classic mm. when it was foul ball homer, foul ball homer, foul ball homer, homer against yeah. you, Darvish. He's in there. I don't I don't want to even explain it. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> I, to. I don't I don't, don't it's to. not gonna be a great argument, but I don't care. He's at it. Yeah, Schwarber eight and a half, nine for me. Washington, nobody, unfortunately. No. No. <laughs> yeah, who are you gonna try? Manessas? Yeah. Luis Garcia. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> um, Milwaukee. Th- there's nobody for me. Rowdy? 
No, Lane Thomas on the Nats. Oh, Lane Thomas on the Nats. Alex <laughs> Call. Chirp, yeah. chirp. Shout out the Ball State Cardinals. Um, Shout out Ball State. It, Rowdy, no. no. Yelich, no. I don't fear anyone on the Brewers. I don't fear anyone. Great it's offense. For, yeah. Great offense. Don't fear anybody. But it's one through nine. It's the Ranger yeah. conversation that you brought exactly. up. Exactly. Rangers are better, but yeah, in that same breath of like, there's no real rest, but nobody who strikes fear in you. For sure. Um, Pittsburgh... No, like a healthy O'Neill Cruz is an interesting conversation, but not yet. Yeah, no, not yet. I'll say not yet. Um, The Cubs. No. No. I mean, Nico Horner could approach Luis Araya's range, but I he's not there yet. So like, no, no, he's. I don't think he's anywhere close. Actually, I think Quan might be closer to Arise, even though Quan. I agree. Two eighty. Yeah, Quan is closer to Arise, but. I could see Horner approaching that level, but yeah. it's not yet. So yeah, and and Dansby doesn't cl- come close to no. that for me. Nothing. No. Um, St. Louis. There are a couple ways we can go with this. Goldie and Nolan are the two that obviously jump to mind. Eight and um, a half, nines. Goldie. Yeah, I think they're both higher. eight. I think they're both eights. Goldie probably jumps it to an eight and a half for me. I couldn't agree more. I, I would put Goldie in the nine range and I would put Arenado in the eight and a half range. I think they are some of the more feared hitters in the game. I think Goldie is as feared of a right-handed hitter as kind of, I mean, he won the MVP last year and he's following it up this year with incredible offensive season after a slightly slow start. He's up there. And he, I, you could make the argument for nine and a half. Honestly, we might be undervaluing him. He is so amazing against lefties. He's an eleven. I mean, against lefties, he's Barry Bonds. I mean, he's just like, yeah. 2001 to 2004, Barry Bonds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, Will Myers, clear cut. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Will Myers, Henry Ramos. Yeah. uh, Jake Fraley. Ellie De La Cruz with the Louisville Bats. Honestly, Ellie De La Cruz fits in. (laughs) (laughs) I already fear him. (laughs) Um, All right. And then we wrap with the NL West, the Dodgers. I Mookie is awesome. I don't get shivers down my spine with Mookie. I think Freddie's more fearful or more fearsome than Mookie. Debate a wall, Mookie's a 10. Oh my gosh. I he is I you don't have to tell me the numbers. I can already hear the people like in the comments. I don't care. This is one of those guys, and it's my opinion when Mookie Betts comes up. He is on the same level as Aaron Judge, as Jordan Alvarez, as anybody in baseball. I will fear Mookie until the day I die. Freddie Freeman is a 9.6. I think Freddie and Goldie are like the same, where I fear them both equally, and I fear the living shit out of them. Mookie's a 10. I don't even want to debate it. So here's what I'm going to say about Mookie Betts. Um his 162 game average over his 10 year career so far is 31 homers and 95 driven in. He's like, he's a clear cut. If he does this for five more years, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No first argument. ballot Hall of Famer. 2018 was one of the best single seasons of all time. Absolutely. He won a gold glove while hitting 350 and OPSing 1078. He was a 30 30 guy that hit 350 and won a gold glove. 10 more season. Unbelievable. Are you serious? Like, that's incredible. Um, Mookie, for his career, average EV at about 91 miles an hour, 14% K rate, 10.5% walk rate, while this guy is hitting 290, OPSing 890, and averaging 31 homers, 95 driven in, 22 bags. What's the game plan to get Mookie out? There isn't one. There isn't one. So You just hope for the best. you know, maybe it's maybe it's the frame that doesn't strike fear in me, but the numbers exactly. certainly can strike fear in you. There's just something about Freddie Freeman, man. Like he always gets it done. Freddie always. always. But it's like the reason it strikes fear in me is like I think the better the pitcher, the better Mookie is. Like we see like, oh, DeGrom's got a 0.2 ERA. Then he goes to face the Dodgers. Lead off homer by Mookie. Yeah. And you're just like, shit. Like he's it doesn't matter who's facing him. Mookie is that guy. I he's a ten for me. Okay, so I'll put Mookie at an eight and a half for me. I'll put Freddie at a nine for me. I think Freddie's a nine and a half. Freddie gotcha. is a fucking dog. I, Will is. Smith is approaching it. Not there yet. Yeah, he's approaching it because so far this year, if you looked at this year in a vacuum, he would be you know nine and a half range. Exactly. Not quite. I think he's an eight. 
So he's worth being mentioned. I think Muncie is no seven ish. He hits homers, but like not for me. Outman <laughs> for that three week stretch. David Peralta for that five day stretch. <laughs> yeah. For that weekend. Yeah. That weekend was so. Hey, uh, Trace Thompson for that one night was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Jason Hayward for hey. that at bat. Hey, shit. <laughs> hey, spring training, Jason Hayward. No, he's been good. He's been good this year. He has been good. All right. Uh, Arizona, like, no. Corbin Carroll's really good, but no. Uh, Christian Walker, no. I don't know. I fear Corbin Carroll. And it it doesn't even fit the argument, but I still fear him. And I want it just to be known that I fear him. Does it fit our argument? Does it even make sense so far? Because what he's done is, you know, he's barely played in Major League Baseball. I fear him like I fear Ellie De La Cruz. You haven't even seen Ellie De La Cruz at Big League Ball yet, but like I still fear him. Like I'm no. still going to fear Jordan Walker, like regardless. I get it. I get it. Walker is a guy that I think can actually make yeah. this list in like a year or two. Like Gorman is like making the list soon. Yeah, soon, but not yet. Think, yeah. Note that Nolan Gorman didn't even come up in this conversation. And again, if we fucked up with that, tell us. Like if you fear Nolan Gorman, tell me. I. Yeah, but people yet. fear Nolan Gorman three, four weeks in. And yes. like I fear Corbin Carroll three to four weeks in. So I'm a hypocrite. But I am who I am. That's okay, man. <laughs> we we talk a lot. It's okay to be hypocritical every now and again. Yeah, no, I yeah. San Francisco fart noises, nobody. Um Jock. You know who's the most average hitter this year in uh, major league baseball? The only player oh. with a one hundred WRC plus? Uh ooh, let me guess. Let me guess. Um not Conforto. It is Conforto. It's Conforto. Yeah, it's just Michael Conforto, just hundred. Close your eyes and think of average. So if you're worse than Conforto, you're a below average hitter. If you're above Michael Conforto, you're an above average hitter. I love that so much. (laughs) Just this year so far. I mean, it doesn't, it's not at the actual barometer, but it's like right now. No, it's kind of great. Who's the barometer for average shortstop play now? Is it JP? Because Dansby is obviously above average. JP's below average. (laughs) (laughs) The average shortstop in Major League Baseball. Fuck. It's hard. It's real hard. We don't really have a barometer right now. Oh, Dansby was so perfect there for a little bit. Dansby was perfect there for a while. <laughs> but now, no, he's not. He's above average. Um, off the top of my head, no, nah, I don't count anybody. No, CJ like, Abrams? No, Abrams is too young. Like, I was thinking Med Rosario feels very average. Yeah. You know what? Bang. I think you got it. Is That's he a good very, one. Yeah, Ahmed is very average. He's like the 15th best shortstop in Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is like he might be 20. I was looking through him. I was like, damn, there's a lot of top-end talent at the shortstop. But he might be 12 at some points. That's he the thing. Could. He could. Good point. Uh, San Diego, rank these guys for me. Mm, I don't Bogarts, know. Bogarts, Tatis, Soto Machado. It's a really hard one. I go personally from most feared to least feared. Soto, most Tatis, yeah. Soto, Tatis, Machado, Bogarts. Couldn't agree more. I still think, and I don't care what anybody says, Soto is a 10. I still fear that man like anybody else. I think Tatis is a 9. Very, very good. I think Machado is an 8.9. I think Bogarts is like a 7. That's how I would put it. Soto is that dude. Tatis and Machado are pretty much that dude. Bogarts is still very good, not that low. Bogarts and Bregman are in the same category for me. Like just very good players who are good ass headers, but I don't fear them. And there have been some big moments. Like I remember that wild card game when Bogarts took Garrett Cole deep and you could point to that. Um, And there's a lot of track record there. But yeah, I Soto for me is a nine and a half. Tatis is a firm nine, right? Maybe nine and a half, honestly. Those two yeah, might be on level playing grounds. He's unbelievable. Um, Machado, like if Machado replicated what he did last year so far this year, he'd be a nine and a half for me too. But he's problem not. is Machado's at bats sometimes make me want to vomit. Again, non-competitive. This yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like ugh. So right. that's what takes him slightly off when you look at the full body work and it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like he just pisses me off so much sometimes that it's like, how can I fear you when you make me visibly upset? For sure. For sure. 
Um, so yeah, like, and then Xander, I'm with you. Good player, seven and a half, eight for me. Yeah, Colorado, nobody, and that's it. CJ Crone against lefties in Coors. <laughs> that's very specific. <laughs> but like, I'm feared. I fear him in those scenarios. At speed, yeah. yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Fucking CJ Chrome against some dirt lefty. Like Damn he's it. going yard. <laughs> yeah. Like at high rates, but it has to be at home. It has to be like in a day game in like the fourth inning when it's like four zero. Got it. Okay. But like but in is, that moment. In that moment, oh my god, one of the best hitters <laughs> in major league baseball. I love it. Okay. Thank you for getting really niche on me. All right. <laughs> I mean, this took up a whole episode, man. This was a good work around the league and talk about the best power hitters in the game. So although, you know, there weren't as many like numbers as typical, I don't think that was a bad thing. And I think that, uh, I think that that was a good convo. We went on vibes. Normally we give you all the analysis, but this was a vibe episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And I cannot wait to see your comments on our YouTube page. So make sure that that subscribe button, hit that like button and comment all the things we got wrong or anything that we possibly got right again we are powered by bet mgm use code jb fans when you download the king of sportsbook wager ten dollars on any mlb game receive one hundred dollars in bonus bets gambling problem 1-800 gambler get your just baseball merch that's the best way to support this show it's in the episode description tons of stuff in there do appreciate you checking that out but again if you don't want to spend a dime and you're not a gambler no problem at all if you could rate this podcast five stars whether that be on spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. And with that, thank you, everybody.